The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm happy to be here this week. I am your host for this show this week. My name is Darren Long. I'm the Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Wealth Management. And by my side, the fearless leader of Guildhall himself, Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And we are intent on bringing a jam-packed show full of incredible information on gold, silver, natural fancy-colored diamonds, Let's get started by sharing with people the way to connect with Guild Hall. Go to the website, guildhallwealth.com, or you can dial us using the number 18778Silver. That's 18778Silver. Remember, as always, our information is free to you. We'd love to share and we'd love for you to learn more about gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. Speaking of those things, Jeremy, let's get this week's show started on the right note. Today, we both agreed that there would be a need to discuss a little gold, a little silver. We'll throw in a bit of natural fancy colored diamonds. I know people are following the pink diamond updates and the tender at Argyle, and we have a little bit of news there as well. But to get the ball rolling, let's remind people where we are. It's been a fantastic year. We're recording here on Friday of this week. Silver up 50% on the year, gold up 30% on the year, and really just the tip of the iceberg as far as what we expect to have happen over the next few months and an opportunity, as our listeners may or may not know, to get on this boat and ride with us as we challenge the norms to regular investing and we share with people the beautiful thing that is natural fancy colored diamonds, physical gold, and physical silver. What say you, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Um, this week, I caught uh, some information on uh, Bloomberg. Strategist uh, for Bloomberg Intelligence, Mike McGloney, he said that uh, silver, sorry, gold could reach 7,000 by 2025. And uh, he was talking in this uh, quick interview, and he was basically saying, look, uh, the fundamentals uh, that's kicked off this bull market in 2000 are stronger today than they were back then. Rates are being held lower for longer. Uh, the, the stock market is wobbly. If the stock market starts to fall, the Fed's, the Fed's just going to come out with even more QE, which has gone from being experimental to something that is now conventional. And so everything is in place for the market to head much, much higher. And he even added the fact that uh, the U.S. dollar is strong right now. And gold has been rising despite dollar strength. It's a valid point. And then what would happen if the dollar started to go down? <laughs> gold would then do what it's supposed to do, which is rise because it's a barometer of the health of the, the dollar. So 7,000 by 2025 if you were to look at the ratio between gold and silver, uh, which right now is in the, I believe it's in the high tw high 70s. I mean, if it $7,000 gold at the historic ratio of 16 to 1, that would put silver above $400 an ounce. Well, let's dream a little, right? That's not out of the realm. It's not crazy to think about the prices going that high, Jeremy, nor is it out of the norm, given what we've seen happen. Uh, to, to think about the possibility of that occurring. Whether it takes a year, two, ten, 
Do you want to be part of that? That's the question that a listener today's show has to decide for themselves. And if it's for me, I'm calling the number one eight seven seven eight silver and I'm getting some free information. But let's not stop there, Jeremy. We have with us today not only some discussion on gold and silver and ratios, but also let's help people understand how we can put into perspective the amount of demand that has altered the supply given the state of COVID that we've been in. And we've talked about premiums on gold and silver. It's been a very big topic this year, a challenging one for many people, because as you know, at its peak, silver premiums were some 5 to $6, maybe even a little higher than that. Uh, on the buying side, if you are buying a standard bar, if you're buying coins, gosh, those premiums got as high as 8 $9 an ounce over the spot price. So I'm bringing with us today a little bit of an update from our good friend Steve St. Angelo over at SRS Rocco Report on how much bullion has been consumed through the three major mints, the U.S., Canadian, and Perth Mint, Okay. through 2020. So we'll touch base on that throughout the show as well. Yeah, this premium uh, change that we've seen has been a very interesting development. For example, I know for myself in the registered accounts, just as an anecdote, you know, I've been buying silver in the RSP. My average price was probably mid-16 range. And when the price of silver went down to $12-ish, um, I'm looking at my account and I'm thinking, okay, my account's showing that it's way down now, but I know in real life, if I want to go to buy any additional silver right here, it's actually going to cost me closer to $20 at the time. I'm going back to March here. So it was such a strange place to be because I couldn't buy silver at a price lower than where, it, than where I originally purchased it, even though that's what the price was showing. Sure. Right? It's very difficult to come up with something where you've seen anything like that before. So that just gave you a sense of, oh, well, just turn the computer off. Don't worry about it because the prices are going to be much, much higher soon. And lo and behold, they were. Speaking of that, wasn't it interesting, Darren, back in March when we were getting all these phone calls because gold and silver were dropping in mid-March? biggest head fake we've ever seen it might go down as one of the biggest head fakes in the gold and silver market that you know gold went down two hundred dollars plus and silver went from you know seventeen dollars down to twelve dollars and everyone was saying why is this happening it shouldn't be happening and then you turn around and within a month or two the price of gold and silver have skyrocketed well, once again, this is something we see on a regular basis, Jeremy, and ultimately it does give us some guidance because historically this is the norm. We've always seen these moments where there is great weakness prior to great strength, and this is a new cycle of sorts. What people need to understand is that this is not a momentary lapse where they've allowed gold and silver to go higher just for the moment. That might have put silver in the $18 range or $19 range and gold maybe, let's say, 15, 16, 1700. Instead, no, we've seen flashes of brilliance in the short term with silver breaching $30 an ounce, gold getting almost to $2,100 an ounce. And I suspect that we're going to see much more of that in this new cycle. And that's kind of like the calm before the storm. And it brings me to the point I want to make, which is right now, we're there. We've got another opportunity off of those highs in silver, uh, trading right now in the $27 range for silver, U.S., and uh, gold in the 1940 1950 range and that's ultimately just spelling out what we have as opportunity to buy into this market and another decent 
point. And so going forward, uh, it's important to point out what we were just discussing, which is what is the demand change? Is there really a demand difference between last year and this year? Well, let's examine it. We have in this article from uh, Steve St. Angelo some updated info, and it shows the U.S. Mint, Canadian Mint, and Perth Mint um, first half 2019 and first half 2020 and if we look at just the u.s mint in first half of 2019 the demand for silver products was 10.3 million ounces okay. first half of 2019 in the first half of 2020 that rose to 12.6 million in canadian mint we went from 9.8 million to 13.7 Again, substantial increase in the first half. Is that just quarter half. versus quarter? That's half versus half. Okay. Yeah, so that's half uh, 2019 first half against 2020 first half. Okay, so and you're then, looking at 30% plus increase. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a very sizable increase, in fact, in, uh, uh, in, in the actual products that were sold at the Perth Mint, where they went from 4.2 million ounces of silver sold to 8.4 which is okay. basically a doubling right. of demand there. So you can see what this is pointing out is that this is not a phenomenon being felt here at home where we're just in some vacuum seeing prices go higher and demand and premiums go higher in Canada or the US. This is a world phenomenon and this is what's happening and this is without the mainstream really being cognizant of this. So early adopters of this strategy to add bullion to their portfolio and maybe increase their holdings to let's say 20 to 30 percent, smart first off, so says so many analysts and the people who are in the know about this uh, and secondly because they're early adopters still in a new phase and a new bull market, if this plays out like the period between 2002-2011, your targets of 7,000 gold that you were just mentioning from that article and maybe perhaps as high as 400 silver, they're not out of the realm. That's where we are going. That's where we're heading. Uh, failure to accept that, you may as well turn off the radio. This show isn't for you. But ultimately, gold and silver are going to go higher. We'll talk more about that. And uh, we'll talk more about retail demand because that's the big one. I, I think what's interesting about that article from Steve St. Angelo is I would pair that with another article that he wrote talking about mining in Peru where – in Peru, they've got silver mines that are primary silver mines and that they were down over 70% this year because of COVID and that they haven't had a chance to come back either. They, you know, the, the thought would be V-shaped recovery, but that hasn't turned out to be the case. And so you've got in North America, 30 to 40% increase in demand. In, in Australia, you've got 100% plus year over year demand, but the product isn't coming to market. That's right. So you've got increased demand and less product coming to market. And what's it going to take for for product to get to ramp up? I mean, I really don't have the answer of how we're well, going to ramp up enough production. That's discussion. Or how high the price has to go for people to say, "Okay, I'll sell it," and then you get sellers coming into the market to pick up the, to pick up the slack of supply. Well, let's talk about that and where it might go. More on gold and natural fancy colored diamonds and. What we are going to compare is a little bit of notes regarding the historical differences in percentage gains of gold and silver. Just a little kind of way to show our listeners where the money was made, what they might want to do, and if they like speculated, if they like increasing speculative risk on their investments, this may be the place they want to go. If they want to make real big, serious gains, we'll talk about that and much, much more. You are tuned into the Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The website is guildhallwealth.com. We want you 
you to have the free information package. Get it while you can because this is from us to you, a way to educate you on gold, silver, natural fancy color diamonds. We'll talk about registered accounts as well, Jeremy, when we come back. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, we're back. The Real Money Show at Guildhall Wealth Management. Welcome you to it. If you're a new listener, congratulations on finding the show. We're happy to have you here. If you're a listener who's tuned in over the years, we're also very delighted that you would take time out of your day to listen to our show. The number to call to get free information or to start your journey and own physical gold and silver, one eight seven seven eight silver Our website, guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, a couple of important points in that first segment it seems to me as though we're in a perfect storm. You noted the fact that demand has increased at a time when product availability has dropped off the face of the earth. Again, thank you, COVID. I mean, certainly if we're looking for a silver lining or something to be positive about, because this has been a year of negativity, we can look towards this opportunity that's sitting in front of people and say, here's one chance where you've got a guiding light, something that can bring some joy to your financial well-being. And we talked about the difference in the demand between first half last year and first half this year, which is now in. It's a 45% increase if we look at the Perth, U.S., and Royal Canadian Mint, with Royal Canadian Mint leading the way in terms of the highest amount of demand overall. And that's a wonderful thing for us, but only the tip of the iceberg. And as they say, it's very, very little in comparison to what we're going to see. And ironically, as much as there's been this upswing in demand from Royal Canadian Mint, you can't get your hands on any product. I mean, we were extremely lucky this week. We were able to get 50 ounces of gold in from the Royal Canadian Mint. Um, I think we're we're heading into the season where the 2021 maples will finally start to come out. But, um, you know, 10-ounce bars of silver were impossible to get a hold of for months. Um, and that's not just because of COVID. That's been, we've had rolling issues with, with supply for a couple years now when it came to smaller products, whether it was the 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint bars or the silver maples. I remember there was a summer a couple years ago where it was we sold out completely and you were, there was no chance of getting new product in for a while. So it's interesting that they've ramped up demand, but um, they haven't really been able to keep up. Sorry, they've ramped up supply, but they haven't been able to keep up with demand. Um, so I think that's interesting. Another aspect, Darren, of this perfect storm that you mentioned is something we talked about very briefly in the last segment with what Mike McGloney was talking about, where this idea that um, quantitative easing is now commonplace, whereas several years ago it was an experiment. And what that's leading to is the fact that anyone who's been listening to our show for the last several years knows that the financial issues from 2008, we believe, never got taken care of. The fact that the Fed couldn't raise interest rates back in 2019 is perfect case in point. Uh, The market freaked. You know, it started to go down. They said, okay, fine, we we won't try to raise interest rates. Uh, You know, they only paid off, I think, maybe three quarters of a trillion off the Fed balance sheet. And then now it's double where it was, right? It's more than double where it was. And so I think that whether or not anyone is admitting it outright, whether or not they're talking about it on the mainstream media, the fact is, is 
this is the end of the financial system, this current iteration of the financial system. You don't print money the way governments are printing money and just throwing away uh, any chance at normalization. Remember, Bernanke talked about normalizing rates. He talked about getting back to normal. They couldn't get rates back up. They couldn't pay down the balance sheet. And the economy was not in good shape, right? You had corporate buybacks you know, propping up the stock market more than anything based on low interest rates. And so now they've just said, screw it. We're just going to throw, throw the game away and just print, print, print. That is the end of the system. It's over. The, the only bridge you're going to get to the next system is gold. All right, collective gasp as our listeners catch their breath after such a bold statement. And I certainly do believe this is a new time, a new era, and we're going to have to adjust to this new era. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world as we know it or anything like that. We're not insisting you go out and build bunkers and fill it full of water and fresh, clean air and whatnot. This is just an idea that's been planted and is has existed here for a very very long time jeremy and we know that every economic cycle comes to an end it's marked by the change of reserve currency perhaps or it's the change of economic uh, willpower it's the change of a global sense of what the next phase of life will be it could be the onset of new energy we don't know what it's going to totally be but we know that there needs to be diversity in a portfolio and that in nowadays if you don't have something tangible, physical hold in your hands, if only for the gains that are, lie ahead, uh, you could be making a huge error. So knowing that that's the case, first, one eight seven seven eight silver That's the number you call to get free information. You can speak to Jeremy and I directly. Anyone here will be glad to help you. Uh, or the website, guildhallwealth.com, if you want to get your journey started. And speaking of getting your journey started, Jeremy, Um, registered accounts that's where it's at that's where our client base is going that's where the big money is being spent people want some gold physical some physical silver and they want it in their RSPs and their TFSAs what are the benefits of that right well the bottom line is we put we put wealth in your hands so a lot of people look at the market and they say I'm not comfortable with the stock market right now I do feel it's wobbly I do feel it's gone up for a decade plus and how much more can Tesla rise from here you know there's only so many cars you can sell right I don't think they make profit by the way I haven't looked at it but um, so there's those sorts of things how many cell phones can you sell how many of this when are when are airlines gonna lose their subsidies and, and their stock starts to fall whatever it is so people aren't comfortable in the stock market they're looking at real estate market and they're saying okay well it's a debt fuel bubble because they've just lowered interest rates again and so people can borrow yet even more and get even more debt burdened over the next and by the way I laugh at that because I hear people talking about oh this person they just got a they just got this 5 year mortgage on a on a million dollars and it was 1 plus something percent you're like but that's only 5 years you know we were just talking about the fact that governments are printing so much money and that puts a major stress point on the trust factor of those banks right you know if 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 you're playing monopoly with someone and the banker just keeps pulling out more money and more money you're like well what I'm, I'm just going to charge more for everything right eventually gets caught right eventually gets caught he doesn't have enough you you're start, bankrupt you stop trusting mm-hmm. the, you stop mm-hmm. trusting so there's a trust factor out there as well and so 
I think that there is this demand out there for people that they want to know where their wealth is. They want to know it's outside the banking system. They want to know, most importantly, I know I get this question a lot, that it can't just be taken away, that there is no third-party liability, that it is direct ownership of precious metals, and that's what we do in the registered accounts. We help clients own physical precious metals. They buy it directly from the wholesaler. It gets shipped to a vault that goes into their own sub-account, they get their serial numbers for the product, so it's fully allocated product, and then they get access to the vault to go and personally audit their holdings. Now, it's all LBMA-approved product. That is That means they've all met the same quality criteria through the London Bullion Market Association, that they all source their product ethically. So whether it's a Perth Mint Bar or a Royal Canadian Mint Bar or Sahi uh, or Pamp Swiss product, any, anything, it's all the same quality product. And one of the things that has changed in the registered accounts, Darren, over the last year, as you know, is a year ago, year and a half ago, clients were able to buy Royal Canadian Mint product exclusively. In order for us to maintain the ability to acquire physical product in the registered account, we've, we've opened it up to offering different LBMA brands so that we can continue to get that product into the client's account. Well, isn't that saying something in and of itself, Jeremy, the fact that we have to bring on a new product, A, to meet demand, and B, because at a time when we're uncertain about where the supply will come from, we've had to resort to other suppliers? I mean, that bodes well, as far as I'm concerned, over the long term, even the medium term, into next year to spring for pricing because you're having no choice but to realize that that increase in knowledge and the increase in the amount of people learning about gold and silver is resulting in more people buying the physical versus what is vaporware in the paper world. Right. And all it all it means for us is educating our clients a little bit more on what LBMA product is and introducing the different brands to the marketplace and showing it to them, letting them see it, letting them touch it. Letting them go. Obviously, we let people go to the vault and personally audit their holdings. So it's just a just a question of getting used to things. I mean, hey, if it was beer and you only drank one beer your whole life, you go, okay, I know what Canadian is. Well, what's this Heineken Corona all about, right? And that's basically what it what we're talking about. It's just trying something new. It still uh, still gets you the same results at the end of the day. So that's what we do in the registered accounts. All physical, all allocated, all segregated. It's yours no counterparty risk, you have direct ownership of the product. And that's the type of safe safety that I think investors are looking for these days. And it gives them an opportunity to actually do that diversifying, which they've not really been able to do in registered accounts up until now. Well, one eight seven seven eight silver the number where they can get information on how to start a registered account. And the website, guildhallwealth.com, again, a very simple, easy-to-follow section on registered precious metals and the benefits of those accounts. Jeremy, a simple question as kind of a, a second part to this registered account. Why is it important that we have physical versus paper? Why does it matter that we have tangible product that can be held and seen? Why is that important? Can't we just rely on paper? Sure. Well, the, the point of having the actual physical versus paper is you don't want to have counterparty risk. I'll give you a perfect example, I, although I can't remember the name of the, the company. But um, back in March, I guess it was April, actually, there was a company uh, 
out of uh, there was a bank out of Europe that they had a gold fund. And it was pretty clear what was happening that um, when COVID hit, people wanted their toilet paper and they wanted their gold. And you could tell that there were a lot of redemptions going on and they closed down the fund. And they sent a letter out to their clients. I know I've got it in a newsletter we put out. And they sent out a letter saying, You're, we're closing this account so you can close it now of your own free will or we can close it for you at the end of April. But either way, you're not getting your medal, you're getting cash. And so that was really an admission on the part of this gold fund from a bank in Europe that they didn't have the physical product. And so if you're going to buy paper of any kind, what you're really buying is trust in the counterparty that they are going to do what they say they are doing and that you are going to get what, what they say you're getting. However, if you're just depending on someone else to own the product for you and if you can't hold it in your own hand, then do you really own it? And so that's really the key here is it doesn't cost you that much more to buy actual physical product and know that you own it and know that no one else does. So, for example, in, in April, um, end of March, we had a, a client who decided they wanted to do a redemption and take the physical product out of the RSP. No problem. They paid their withholding tax and we delivered the product. And we did that at the height of the pandemic. It took an extra week, but we got it done. And the fact is, is no one held them up for it. And that in and of itself may be the simplest way to understand the difference between paper and physical. It's that knowing it's there and having the ability to hold it in your hands could significantly improve the long-term outcome of that investment. That's what we want to get across. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, Peter Krauth writing for Streetwise Reports, and we're going to find out what he means when he says silver bulls will be handsomely rewarded. That and much, much more. Stay tuned to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Segment number three, you're welcoming back everyone here, Jeremy. I'm welcoming back everyone here to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We want to thank you for staying tuned during that short break. And the number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com, will put you in touch with the people who can share knowledge about physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Get you a package free of charge. We're happy to send it out via email or hard copy. And we'd be delighted to answer any questions you have about putting precious metals into your portfolio. Uh, Jeremy, before we left for break, we were discussing uh, the idea that there is value in both gold and silver. And we talked about some of the demand stats for silver because that's been updated recently, a good article on that from our friend Steve St. Angelo. And we also talked about gold and silver in the registered accounts, TFSAs, RSPs, and so forth and so on. And the idea that having tangible hold in your hands real gold and silver is a significant difference from that which is on paper, which is a promise or perhaps maybe even a risk in third party uh, to your holdings. Let's take that a step further. When we're talking about adding gold and silver, common question, probably one of the most common we get, how do I know how much of each or what do I do in terms of balance? And what we really can do is only respond by saying this is what typically clients have done. Right. Or, t or as well, what clients have done and what the market has typically done. Right. So, for example, gold has typically been less volatile than gold, I mean, than silver. 
So gold might go up 2%, you might see a gain of 5% in silver. However, on the downside, you might see a 2% down in gold, but you might see a 7% down in silver. So gold is something definitely for protecting wealth really more conservatively, I, I believe. And you can see that with large investors. There's a, a move towards stronger gold ownership. But I think you're right, Darren. I think the you know, even if we look at what we were discussing at the first segment of if gold goes to 7,000 and if silver were to go back down to 16 to 1, you'd be up above $400 an ounce. If it e even got down to 30 to 1 or 35 like we did back in, in 2011, you'd still be looking at 200 plus silver. So there's definitely some huge, huge upside gains in silver to be had. And so there you have the speculative nature, if, if you will, on, on silver. So you have this, I want to protect my wealth and I want to protect my purchasing power, but I do have an opportunity to grow the purchasing power. And I think that's where silver comes in, don't you? I smile when you say these things because I'm delighted to discuss this topic time and time again. And I'll tell you something, Jeremy. Having been on the radio with you since 2008, this has been a long journey, and there have been many a lean years, and I still don't think we've ever lost our excitement. People always comment about it and say, how can you guys repeat the same thing over and over? Silver's going higher, and we say the same thing every time, because it is. It is going higher, and it's the difference between deciding what's best for you. First off, these are self-directed accounts. Everything we have at Guildhall is self-directed. We're not acting as your planner advisor. We're just sharing what the mass has done up to this point, and I think a lot of people, for me, Jeremy, and my client base, they start out kind of with a 50-50 sense. I'm going to take 50% gold, 50% silver, and then they hear the story, and they try to make the decision based on what they feel would be best for them. Some will say, okay, the closer I am to retirement, the less risk of verse I might be sure so maybe they'll hold with what has been more consistent and lets them sleep at night maybe for them that's gold gold is for your golden years right so they might have maybe an 80 20 gold to silver for those that would like to have a little more uh, shall we say potential in terms of returns with a little more risk you might add more silver you might say listen I'll go 70 30 in favor of silver to gold and why do we say that well Silver still remains the most undervalued precious metal on the face of the earth. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, you just mentioned risk. Mm -hmm. And and the funny thing is, is it's, you know, we talked about earlier the fact that when silver went to $12, you couldn't buy it for under 20 anyway. Here we are at $27 plus and you can't buy it for less than 30 something US, $40 Canadian, maybe just under that right now. And if the price went down further, I believe the wholesalers would just respond by raising the premiums again. So I guess I have two questions for you. Sure. One, um, what kind of downside risk is there then for silver? And also, I would imagine that a lot of people are, are asking you, well, okay, if the if the mining is down and, and the mints are, are boosting their demand, all of this type of stuff, then why are we not moving higher already? Well, what might be happening, Jeremy, is a combination of two things. One, I'll say to the downside, uh, our colleague Peter Krauth here from Streetwise Reports, he wrote this article called Silver Bulls Will Be Handsomely Rewarded. And right away he said, my first target of 26 on the downside is almost touched. 
And again, I would concur with him, as I'm sure you were, that 26 was a zone where we felt uh, we were filling the gaps. Yep. So the price went to 30 plus, and, and it pulled back and gave people a little bit of a breathing room, get their account set up, time to decide what they want to do before it takes the next best big step and that's typical we see that in the market all the time same with gold a pullback of, of sorts and uh, a time to take a breath and time to build more base uh, buyers but he goes on further to say that if he had his way in a perfect world he'd like to see more downside to a target of 2324 because that to him would be a range which would be way too uh, good to pass up and it would bring in a lot more of the world, uh, knowing full well that lots of buyers are sitting on the cusp of wanting to buy or getting used to this, but thinking that they've already missed the opportunity. So ultimately, he goes on to say um, that patience is a virtue. If anyone is virtuous these days, it has to be silver bulls. As we've just said, those lean years of between 2000 and let's say 12 to 2019 were in fact years in which we had to exercise a great deal of patience. But he says that's all about to change. Since bottom in March, gold has rocketed to all new time highs near almost 2100 an ounce in early August, up 40%. While silver's trough to peak gains have put golds to shame. The white metal bottomed in March near $12 an ounce, just below it in fact, we went to 11 and change, then soared to just over $30 at its peak in August, which was a blistering 142% near gain in just four and a half months. And he says, and this is quote right directly from this article, when silver really gets going, it can surprise even the most ardent of silver bulls. And odds are it's going to go on several more runs like this in the near future. Here's what's making this metal tick and what and why what lies ahead for silver is going to surprise us all. So let's talk about that when we come back from break, and we'll venture into these few points, but let's help people to get into the market first. one silver If you're as excited as we are about what the opportunity is, call us. We'll be happy to take the call, speak with you, answer questions. The website, guildhallwealth.com, registered accounts, e-store, direct purchase, take it home, store it with us, lots of options for you to get the ball rolling. We'd be happy to answer all those questions for you. And when we get back, Jeremy, we'll spend some more time on this. We'll summarize a little bit about some updates on Colored Diamonds. And we'll let these people who have taken their time out of their day to listen to our show get on with their day. So that's us at The Real Money Show. We'll be right back here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, our final segment. And before we left for the break, Jeremy, we were talking about an article from Peter Croth, uh, Streetwise Reports called silver bulls will be handsomely rewarded he's saying basically look we're in a great buying range it's an opportunity of a lifetime as it stands yeah and he'd be buying whether it's 26 28 or 58 because he believes long term that silver is going into the hundreds of dollars so he's saying now's the time and that in fact now's the time in part because not only is there going to be demand from the investment side but it's also going to remain as an industrial metal. It's going nowhere. It doesn't matter what happens to the global economy. It's still going to be in demand on that regular industrial side that we've seen growth in, so much so since 2000. So he's saying now's your chance, now's your opportunity. And this kind of coincides, for lack of a better way of understanding, for the layman person, Jeremy, with a change in mentality. It is to say that the mainstream is coming much more aware 
of physical gold and silver than ever before. We talked about that demand and supply change from those articles before. And quite frankly, the wealthy in particular are leading the way. Yeah, uh, listen, we, we don't know what the wealthy necessarily are doing completely with their money, but there was an article out called the ultra, ultra wealthy are selling billions of dollars in stock. And this article basically just shows out shows one one anecdote, little bit of information, if you will. Uh, Bloomberg notes that during the week that ended September 11th, so just one week, okay, insiders sold 473 million in shares while only buying 9.5 million. Hmm. So this is really showing, and the article goes on to show this, is that the wealthy are getting out, right? But the small guy on the street is looking at the stock market saying, I'm missing out. I should be getting involved here. And that's where that money's coming from. The article isn't talking about the Fed lending out money to major banks that are buying up, you know, four or five companies that make up 20% of the stock market pushing the stock higher. Right. So they don't want to tell you about the distortions that are happening as a result, because it's really easy to put a little money in one place and make it have a big effect. So the fact is, is that the wealthy are getting out of the stock market. So they know mm. where the trend is. And you've got other people in mainstream media, like we talked about right off the get go. Uh, Mike McLoney, who is the um, strategist for Bloomberg, talking about gold going to 7000. And then you have this article that you're talking about, Darren, where um, they're Peter talking Kroff, about yeah. talking about silver going to triple digits. Mm -hmm. And we can see that the ratio, if if gold were to go to 5,000, 7,000 in the next five, six, 10 years, is definitely going to pull silver up to those levels as well. And and don't forget, silver is inelastic. It doesn't matter if the price of silver goes to $200 an ounce. The amount of silver that goes into the computer still has to go into that computer, and the company will absorb those costs as a result, or the computer goes up by 50 bucks. Well, if you think that the type of gains that silver shown this far in the year, 50%, gold, 30%, those type of gains are what you're looking for in your own portfolio, and you're willing to talk to us, spend a few minutes getting to know gold and silver, then we'll hopefully be able to help you to add it, whether it's to your registered accounts, TFSAs, RSPs, LIFTs, RIFs, RESPs for the kids, or if you want to take it home, put it in storage outside of a registered account, we're here to help you every step of the way, and we really want you to know that we're excited for this opportunity, but more importantly, we're excited for what it means for you, your family, and your wealth. You are also going to get some exposure to colored diamonds. Before we leave this week, Jeremy, a quick update on Argyle's. The train is in motion, my friend. Pink diamonds are all the rave. They are going crazy right now in pre-auction discussion. The bidding has started for the tender already. Very exciting time of year. Early, early, but still being said around the world, the expectations in at least two blogs that I've written from potential bidders here that the buyers are going to have to pay 40 to 50 percent as a starting point on new bids this year over last year's wholesale prices that that sounds logical to me if normally they start 30 percent higher if it's the last tender um i'm not sure if they squeak out another tender next year but who knows um, they might they have some but, in the ground still but, but even, even if they 
whether they did or not, it, it makes sense that they would start the bidding 40, 50% higher. One of the things about natural fancy color diamonds very quickly is if you look at people's um, non-liquid assets that make up uh, the majority of their net worth, uh, most people, it's their house. And be, besides the house or maybe a cottage or maybe a car owned outright, which is a depreciating asset, they don't really have any other assets that are non-liquid that actually make up the, the vast majority of their net worth. And I think that's where there's a lot of room for a natural fancy colored diamond. Um, you know, if you had a million dollar house, it, it is definitely worth considering having a hundred thousand dollar diamond as part of the net worth. And so I think that there is a place for non-liquid hard assets in a portfolio, especially since they've performed so well over the last four decades, five decades since they've been keeping records. Well, quickly before we leave, there are 52 weeks in every year, Jeremy. And right now, as we speak, we are currently on week number 38. So for the person that calls this week who wants to invest in a colored diamond, I promise you one thing. If they speak to you or me, we will show them a way to save 3800 off a selected diamond. You have to call us to find out which diamond it is. We're happy to help you out. And I am excited to get people into the gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamond market. You have been tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Whether it is for profit, pleasure, or both, we're here to help you protect your wealth. Get some gold, silver today. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. You've been tuned in to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.